wall. You must go before it's too late. What? Now? We just got started. Oh! Ah! I'll never understand women. Run! Your life is in danger! Really? Why? Is Clyde your boyfriend? Please go! Go! Damn it, run! Seraphine, what's wrong? What are you doing? Run! Run for your life, Randy! Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, we are leaving the 80s, and we are going to late 90s, 1997, to be exact, for the horror fantasy... Fantasy? Really? Okay, whatever. Um, An American Werewolf in Paris. They move in darkness. group of coercing american tourists is uh, taking in the cultural landmarks of paris when they a chance encounters results in sight in sightseer andy mcdermott um saving the life of parasit parasanian parasit how do you say this word parasanian parasa i don't know uh seraphine <laughs> seraphine pridget while on the date at a nightclub with Seraphire, Seraphine, Seraphine, or whatever the hell her name was, Andy is suddenly attacked and bitten by a werewolf. The next day, he discovers that Seraphine also is a lycanthrope, and that he is beginning his own grueling hair-sewit transformation into one of the framed beasts. Who the fuck wrote that? <laughs> so, let's see, IMDb. Here we go. An American man unwittingly gets involved with French werewolves who have developed a serum allowing them to transform at will. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. That that guy was trying to be all fancy with the giant words that I can't read. They weren't even sightseers either. (laughs) No, these guys are more of like extremists, Um, dumb extremists that whatever they were doing should not have worked, especially the end. Uh, oh all right, this <laughs> this was directed by uh, Anthony Waller, written written by John Landis, or was he just credited from the first Char- one? Characters by John Landis. None of his characters were in this, were they? That's what it says here. This is based on characters by John yeah, Landis. They, uh, <laughs> and, and well, he got paid. So let's say that. Uh, Tim Burns and Tom Stern. And this stars Shades uh, from That Thing You Do, Tom Everett Scott, Julie Delapy. Um, I just remember this guy as Matt from Grind. Vince Vialoof, I think that's his name, is Brad. Have we done a, Grind? 
I don't think so. That movie's awesome. If you guys haven't seen Grind, <laughs> uh, coming, uh, soon, coming soon to Stream Fiends, probably. Yeah, Philip Philip Buckman is Chris, um, Claire from uh, Modern Family, Julie Bowen. Um, I think she just got hotter with age. I didn't like her in this. Uh, Pierre Coso and a bunch of other people that I'm not even. I'm just. I will butcher every single one's names. But Brian, when did you first see an American werewolf in Paris? Well, I was a young man in the year <laughs> 1997, and I was a big fan of the original one. Still am. Heard they were doing a sequel. Didn't know nothing about it. Didn't watch a trailer. Went into this blind. Saw this in the theater opening weekend. And I don't say this often, but man, this movie is garbage. Oh, it's yeah. probably the worst looking werewolves ever. And this, uh, I'm, what was the budget? No clue. <laughs> $25 million. How much did it make? Um, I saw this that weekend it came out. I mean, yeah, like Brian, I love American Werewolf in Paris or um Paris. American Werewolf in London. Um I that movie is amazing. John Landis awesome. Everybody that was in that film. Um was it Rick Baker who did the effects in that one? I think so. Um, someone's probably screaming ass. I, I think it was Rick Baker. Anyway, um, no, I think it was. Cause I think he won an Academy Award for it. I think I, I could be wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it says here Julie Delpy, the 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 main chick, mm-hmm. now admits that the only reason she made this film was to pay her rent. Hey, gotta gotta get a paycheck. Yeah, you, you do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> Michael Caine every- did uh, Jaws: The Revenge to buy a house. Yep, man, you got it, man. You do what you got to do to get that money. I mean, I, if someone would have gave me some money, and I would have done this stupid movie. Wait, what's what's her name that played uh, Mrs. Voorhees? Friday the um, Betsy Palmer, same thing. Yeah. She did she did that one for a car because her car yeah. broke down. We do what we need to do, and sometimes yeah. sometimes these movies become massive hits. Sometimes they become American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle was real <laughs> out there, everybody. You just got to do what you got to do. But, oh, my God, this movie was was terrible. Uh, I remember sitting in the theater, um, like, like, juiced, ready. Like, all right, cool, this is going to be awesome. It was far from awesome. Um, early uh, or late 90s CGI, and it was shit. I mean, oh, the the transformations there. There was a maybe a few seconds of, of practical effects with the werewolf stuff, but it was all CGI, and it just looked terrible. Like um, some of the makeup effects, like on uh, uh, his friend from from Grind and Julie yeah. Bowen, like they're. Because they got tore up when they got killed. Those those makeup effects were fine. But the werewolf stuff. Oh my gosh. I, I can't I can't even put it into words. It's some it's almost like I I kind of recommend people watch this movie so you know what a bad werewolf looks like. Yeah, I mean people always talk shit about I mean 
um, newer horror fans. They'll talk shit about how shitty um, the the werewolf was in Silver Bullet or the Howling or Wolfen or what one of the early '80s werewolf films. Hey, that was all in the do or die days, the all or nothing, where they made every uh, inch of their werewolf uh, special effects, and, and it was amazing. It was they're still amazing today. Um, like you said, Rick Baker won uh, uh, Academy Award for American Wolf in London. I mean, that yeah, was still awesome. Still, still the greatest, probably the greatest, my opinion, the greatest uh, transformation ever caught on film or ever shot on film. Yeah, man. I mean, he did he did some an amazing work, and and it was all practical effects. If you guys have ever met him, he is awesome uh, to talk to. And he's really laid back and and everything. Me and Mike, uh, we 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 had a quick little conversation with him at um, was it Son of Monster Palooza a couple years ago. And it's it's I just love practical effects. People still do it today, man. Look at Terrifier and Terrifier Two, man. They went for it with the practical effects, and it was awesome. So, but this. It was just, it was just a CGI mess. I remember sitting there in the theater going, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" I was like, "It's it, this is terrible." I I don't know who said okay to this. Who greenlit this? Um, Studio is this? To I don't know. Miramax or one of those ones. I I, I don't know. The only thing I could say that I did like him. Mean, I love um what's his name. Uh, Tom Everett Scott. I like him in just about everything, as well as um. When I see uh, him, I think of uh, Dead Men on Campus. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I liked all, all the stuff he had done. He's still he's still out there doing it. Um, and what's the name? Yeah, she got uh, she got her Modern Family money, so she. I've never ever heard her talk about this. <laughs> so, but I mean, you do what you got to do. To pay the rent, you do what you got to do when when the job comes. When you're a young actor, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, I'll I'll do anything at this point. I don't care how bad it is, <laughs> but as long as you give me a paycheck uh, to put some more movies on my shelves or to buy that next pop. <laughs> but oh man, yeah, I remember sitting there going, man, this this CGI is terrible. I mean, the CGI wasn't the greatest yet. But I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know how to do it. And any of you guys that are listening to this did help with that. I mean, obviously, your work is a, a million times better now. I don't know any of the gentlemen that, that did this. I mean, when I look at CGI, I look at the old school Tron. That was in, in the beginning of CGI mm-hmm. or or the last Starfighter. I mean, were those the greatest? No, but they looked awesome. And now, then we got this later on. I don't even remember when Tron and Last Starter Friday came out. That was in the eighties, and I was like, "Oh, oh my you're, God. you're talking about you're talking about classics now." Yeah, this this is not far from a classic. Classically bad. This is classic shit. Is, is and it's not even. Movie. I can't even because I love a so bad it's good movie. This is not even that. Uh uh-uh. uh. I this is only the second time I've seen this film. The first time I saw it is when it came out in the theater. Same. Uh, when was this? Um, 
came out in on Christmas in 1997. So it says here, December 25th, 1997. Well, I obviously didn't see it on Christmas. I must have saw it like maybe a few days after. You know, I think I did because uh, we have a family member that's basically like kind of like an auntie to everybody. That would be like the Christmas gifts. Like she would go, you know, get the the, the movie passes and okay. give it to all the kids. So I I probably did see this on Christmas. Day. How old were you in '97? I was 17. I was somewhere in my 20s, probably pushing 30. <laughs> but, um, I remember going to the theater and seeing this here in the town that I live in, and uh, it was in the big theater. And it was there was tons of kids in there because they they were all about it. And to me, I think the only thing that I really did like about this film is the 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 ninety the late nineties soundtrack. Because I mean, a lot of these movies, man, they were pumping out whatever the big band was at that time, mm-hmm. uh, be it alternative or some kind of hard rock or metal band or whatever. They were they were putting it out. So I mean, in the very beginning, you even got Smash Mouth in here. Rest in peace to um, that guy, Steve. I can't remember his last name. He passed away uh, was it last month. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I don't even think I, I probably knew who Smash Mouth was at that time, but I, I, I don't know. I wasn't that really big of a fan of him. But this one, um, you got your 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 main three characters in this: uh, Andy, Brad, and Chris. They go to. They're in Paris. They're they're on the train. They're they're all just kind of all right. Let's let's go. They're, they're part of some extreme stunts or I I don't know. It said sitting yeah, on the shirts. They're like extreme sports and they're like keeping points on who does the most extreme stunts. Yeah. So. And I guess one of the things is we're just gonna go there and whoever can get the get laid the most and stuff like that. And uh, Andy, t- Tom Everett Scott, he's kind of like, no, no, I'm I'm good. I I, I just don't want that. I don't, I just don't want to bang. I want to make love and and that. Yeah, he's he's, those, he's the nice guy. Yeah, he's one of those guys. <laughs> and I was far from one of those guys. So, um. He's like, well, wait until we get to Paris. You guys are going to be uh, blown. Your minds are going to be blown on, on the stunt that I'm going to do. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. So and they end up there at the Eiffel Tower. It's closing down. Uh, they kind of, they're already in there and they kind of hide. And then after everybody leaves, uh, they go uh, start running up the stairs up the tower to the to the top. And they have backpack on, backpacks on. So when they get to the top... Um, they're like, I don't think you're gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. So they get up there, and they're kind of just sitting up there chilling. Uh, they hear somebody coming, and uh, they see uh, they they like hide. Well, um, Andy's got his uh, bungee gear on, and I know when you do bungee jumping, this is just I've never done it, but just seeing videos and everything, they have those uh, those bungee cords. Uh, like at least somehow strapped or whatever to both feet. He only had it to one leg. <laughs> so because he's extreme. Uh, <laughs> and he they they hear somebody coming, so they're hiding. He's already geared up and ready to do it. 
and then um they see this lady she's um uh her name is amy uh julie not julie bowen um julie, yeah seraphine J- julie depley or whatever delapay or whatever the hell her name is um she's kind of walks over she's looking over the edge and she's got a, a note in her hand she kind of puts it in in her jacket or in her little coat or whatever the hell she's wearing and then andy's like hey what are you doing don't don't do that and she's like looking at him he's like come on come on don't and then she just falls over the rail and he runs and jumps after her uh and his buddies are like whoa and that rope is and they're like ah and it's not connected to anything so they grab it and he's falling and he catches up with her he grabs her feet he does the thing where he tucks his arms in so he can go faster (laughs) so he he grabs her and i don't know how long this bungee cord is i don't know how tall the eiffel tower is uh where that platform is up at the top where people are but it bungees and gets pretty much feet away from the ground and he lets her go and then she just falls to the ground as he goes bungeeing back up again i don't know how tall that thing is i I would say maybe a mile or two i don't know i don't know but (laughs) i'm sure that bungee isn't that long so as he's going yeah and he bam slams his head onto a one of the the cross beams all right looking at the eiffel tower um i don't see this this working at all <laughs> the way he jumped off of it to to come down and then um basically if okay <laughs> if he would have hit it he would I'm, I'm looking at it it looks like there's three levels of where you can observation decks yeah if if they did have apparently they did it from the top could have went down but then the so I'm structure looking, of I'm it, looking here it's 906 feet from the top so the structure starts to 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 bend and if you guys know how how it's shaped and he went straight down and almost to the ground then back up no way he would have bam he would have hit that second (laughs) that second little uh platform or hit the third and i was like oh my god who who said (sighs) based off characters by john landis (laughs) so and I, I think I like, read somewhere here that he's the one that scouted Paris to be the location. He got that check, everyone. So. Uh, <laughs> this, this movie's terrible. He, um, uh, so he wakes up in the hospital. His buddies are like, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, man, that was awesome. That how you saved her. And he's like, well, where is she? Um, did you did you guys get the note or, or some shit? I don't know. He kind of sees her walking through uh, the hospital, and he jumps up out of his bed, 
and goes chasing after her. She's holding a the big plastic bag with a, something in it that's all bloody. The surgeon comes running out. Hey, she stole she stole a heart. And then they're like, ah, then she kind of goes running. Yeah, out. it says some stupid shit. Like I, I know the feeling. Because huh. <laughs> his buddies are like, "Why? What's the matter?" He goes, "Oh man, she's the she's the woman in my dreams." I went, oh. I, mean, I have friends like that too, man. You see some girl for the first time, fall in love. I met my wife a few times. I, I mean, I'm not one of those guys. I I gotta know somebody before the L word comes out of my mouth. So I mean, I knew my wife for a, a long time before. Anything, a relationship or anything, we'd started. But anyway, this is a movie. Um, so, <laughs> so they're just trying to look for her. They end up finding her somehow. She's like, no, leave me alone. Get, get oh, lost. We're, we're, we're skipping over when they go search for the letter. Oh, and we get a montage of them searching everywhere. And they happen to find it somehow. I don't know. It was was it was a suicide note? Is that what it was? I don't I, I don't so. even remember. But they oh yeah that they find yeah when they find that note that's when they find out her name, and I assume her address or I don't know if she wrote her first and last name on it. But they end up finding where she is. They go to her house and she's like, no no no, you guys got you can't be here. Get lost. Um, they they notice that she has blood on her hands, and they're like, well, maybe she's trying to kill herself now. And she goes, no, I'm okay. I'm just downstairs painting. Uh, everything's good. Um, get lost. Call nine one one then. Or yeah. Whatever the number <laughs> is in Paris. So when they go knocking on the door and then some Claude guy Claude answers and oh no no she she goes I'll just meet you uh, tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, because so, they this is when they meet at the cafe and they have the, yeah. this weird stupid scene where they're try, I guess they're trying to dress him up cool but he looks even goofier than he did before. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, he's just trying to get it, but she's just being nice, trying to meet him, and then he's kind of like, eh, all right, there, this ain't happening, and she's just telling him, like, look, you don't want to, you don't want to see me, I mean, this, this isn't a good time, and, but he's so in love and all this, so she kind of ends up just taking off, ditching him and taking off, they end up going back to her house, uh, she doesn't answer, some guy named Claude answers the door, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, she ain't here. But, uh, oh, you guys are Americans? Oh, I love Americans. Uh, here, why don't you come to this party we're having tonight? So they're like, oh, okay, cool. They go, oh, uh, Seraphine will be there. And they're like, all right. So night comes. They go to this alley, and there's this big, huge dude standing in front. And they say, oh, Claude sent us. And they're like, oh, okay, go on in. So they go in, and there's all kinds of people in there. Uh, There's a big party going on, everyone drinking and everything, and all this is happening. And then all of a sudden, they lock all the doors, and then um, yeah, they lock all the doors, and then they all they transfer. There was a full moon that night, so then they the the few guys, Claude and his gang, transform into werewolves, and it looks shitty. Transform into cartoons. Yeah, and oh, it just looks so bad. They tried to make the faces of the werewolves look like the actors. And I was like, oh. It's so bad because when they're like killing people and grabbing them, I, I gotta give, I mean, I guess I gotta give some credit to, to the, the background actors for trying to act like they're being grabbed by something, but it doesn't even match up. 
when someone's being grabbed by a wolf. Uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it was just terrible. <laughs> so they um they turn in their werewolves and they start chewing and eating up everybody. Um a seraphine found out that they were there, so she rushes over there to try to warn them uh to get out because she's telling Andy, you you need to get out of here, you need to get out of here. And they're like, Why, why? What's going on? And they go running down into these caverns under the whatever club that they they were having this party at. And um uh oh uh what's his name? Um I think his name what the hell was his name? The uh the cool looking dude, Chris. He goes they were all going to go look for Seraphine and they go, you, they're like, no, man, why don't you go back to her house in case she shows up there? So he leaves and goes back to her house. So um, he's only mad in my eyes, everybody. It's just <laughs> weird the way they made this character, the way they portrayed him, that he would volunteer to go look for his for his love, love of his life at, at her house. I don't know. <laughs> so, so uh, Matt and um, Matt—he's only Matt in my eyes, but he, his name is Brad in this. Uh, Matt's from Grind, <laughs> but anyway, so Brad or Matt or whoever, him and uh, Andy are running around and searching for Seraphine down in the caverns, and then she's like, "No, get away from me!" So she runs and she transforms into a wolf. They start hearing growls and they're running around looking for her in these caverns. Um, Brad sees something and he's like, What? Ah, so he starts running, he gets attacked and killed uh, by a werewolf. Andy's running and uh, he kind of he gets scratched by uh, a werewolf and he uh, he ends up disappearing. Or he, uh, I don't know, fuck, I don't remember. He did Andy's dead. <laughs> um, or not Andy, Brad is dead. Andy gets away somehow i can't remember how he got away but then he he's um because he's all beat up the, the next day because he got scratched um <laughs> let me see what does the hell does this say here um and he wakes up at seraphine's house and tells him to transfer okay 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 damn they really cut a lot out of his um chris volunteers to go back to her house he flees from her in the cell basement and locked under no way shit they're jumping all over the place um that night andy and chris and brad go to club de la lu a nightclub hosted by seraphine's friend claude seraphine is not present so chris volunteers to go back to her house he he frees her from her. oh that's right when he goes back to her house he's um looking for her and then he kind of looks uh, through a window and he sees her in, in the um in the basement that's and right. He's she's uh, in a um a cell like a jail cell, and he's like, well, "What's going on? I'm here to to get you out." She's like, "No, no, you got to get out of here." And he goes, "No, we're we're we were trying to find you at that club." And she was like, "What club?" And he goes, "That club Claude told us to go to." So she's like, "The key's on the wall." So that's when she gets out and goes running uh to the to the club. And then that's when she meets Andy and and Brad and all that happens. But when um, Chris is there, he sees um, something behind uh, these um, curtains. There's something like somebody all on a 
uh, a bed, but he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on. So he kind of gets out of there. Oh no, he gets captured by um Claude's gang. Yeah, and for some reason they tie him up and take his shirt off and and then throw him. No, no, no. I think yeah, they grab him and they throw him or did she throw him? No, she pushed him into that cell into that cell and locked the door. That's, so that's, he Yeah. He took off all his clothes and he did the um if you guys remember oh, the episode on the Brady rope. Bunch. Yeah. If you guys remember that episode on the Brady Bunch when they all got locked in that cell and they tied all their clothes together or whatever and tried to make a rope to get the key off the wall. That's what he did. Uh well he he threw he made the he took off all his clothes except for his spankies and he threw it across the room and it fell against the wall under the key and then he got his boots and threw it at the wall, knocked the key off the wall, fell onto the clothes, then he pulled it onto him. He unlocked it and then he got out. But by the time he got out and got all dressed, Claude's boys caught came in and, and roughed him up and, and caught him. So yeah, back at that at the party or whatever when all the werewolves were running around killing everyone, that's when um <coughs> all all that broke loose and, and everything. So he escapes after finding the, the legless werewolf coffined uh confined to a bed oh yeah that's when he um uh when everybody the moon was out and everyone was turning a werewolf chris goes behind that curtain and sees that there's um a werewolf with no legs uh tied up to a bed and he he just gets the hell out of there (laughs) so uh the club's owner claude is actually the leader of the werewolf society that uses the club as a way to lure people to be killed. Seraphine arrives, tells Andy to run away and transforms into a werewolf. The club owners transform into werewolves um, as well as the butcher and well, as well and butcher all the guests, including Brad. The next day, Andy wakes up at Seraphine's house. She tells him he is transforming into a werewolf. This is a re- revelation is interrupted by a ghost of Seraphine's mother. Andy jumps out of the window in panic and runs, runs away. Yeah, so after, yeah, he got scratched and everything, and I think, I don't know if he blacked out or whatever, but then she woke up back at Seraphine's house, and she's trying to tell him that, yeah, something something bad's going to happen, so uh, I'm going to try to help you with this. But this is when um, uh, Andy, he, had, he sees uh, Seraphine's dead mother and then just kind of gets scared and, and runs out of there because Claude and the gang shows up. Um uh, Brad's ghost shows up and starts talking shit to to Andy, trying to explain to him, "Hey man, um, you got you got bit or scratched by a werewolf, and you're gonna you're gonna turn into a werewolf um, uh, at the full moon. The, you, that whole nine yards that we got." And he, they, they're like, oh, "Well, what are we gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do?" And he goes, "Well, you need to you need to find. There is a way out of this. You need to kill." Uh, the werewolf that, that that scratched you or whatever, and you need to eat his heart, and that'll turn you back to normal, I guess. I didn't understand why. We'll, we'll get to it later. <laughs> so he's like, "What?" He goes, "I can't do that." And then um, he was like, "Yeah, well, that's what you got to do, or and you're gonna. This is it." So he's kind of like, uh, "Andy's doing his thing," and then next thing you know, he meets um. Uh, Claire from Modern Family, uh, what the hell is Amy, he ends up meeting her and she's all, Oh, you're American, yeah, let's party. So they're kind of just doing their thing, drinking. 
uh, they end up going to some uh, graveyard or whatever, and she wants to get down, but he's hearing all kinds of crazy noises and he's smelling things and, and all of this. And then the full moon, and then while he's getting ready to get down, he's almost naked, but then he starts to change and he's running. And yeah, you see his face starting to transform. And then he just dives into this uh, the fountain because he's like, I guess he's burning up. And then he jumps out as a werewolf. We don't even get to see the transformation. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> we kind of saw it when Claude and the gang were turning in, as well as uh, Seraphine when she was turning into a werewolf. Oh, we, we see it later. And kind of wish we didn't see it. <laughs> so, um, while they were there, I mean, I know there was a cop was following Andy. So Yeah, detective that got put on the case. Yeah, so when, when Andy turns into a... A werewolf he ends up killing um, Claire. She's only Claire in my eyes, everyone. He ends up killing her. He ends up killing that cop. And then he wakes up uh, naked. And there's a okay. police and everyone around him. Did they imply that he did something to the dog? Because the dog was dead with the legs all spread out. Oh, I don't know. I thought he ate him. Or <laughs> ate, kill. I don't know. I don't the dog know. didn't Just, have blood all over him. Yeah, just the way they held the dog up and the dog was, was like, legs were all spread out. They were like, there's many things you're getting arrested for. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe he did when he was in werewolf forming. Got horny. I don't know. <laughs> but it didn't look like that dog was all chewed up. He was just dead. So maybe he did something to him until he was dead. <laughs> so, and then he... Did he, he did he go to jail? They get him out or no no he escaped. I think he escaped the the cops when they were trying to arrest him and he just took off. Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't remember. Um This is yeah, what does it say here? Uh Amy Finn's at the cemetery, he transforms and kills her in a cop who tailed him, suspecting Andy is involved in the club. De La Rue Massacre, Andy is arrested but escapes. He begins to see Amy's ghost and tries to find his way uh, to get him get him killed. All right, yeah, so... Yeah, Amy... he escapes because uh, they, they, when they arrest him, they take him to the, the mortuary to show yeah. him all the dead bodies. And for some reason, they leave him alone. Well, they were talking, trying to discuss whatever. Yeah, Amy comes back to life where she's laying there on the slab and is this, you did this to me and ah and all that and i had this hot body now look at me and then he just like gets the hell out of there oh no he hides into um he jumps into one of the um little things that go on the wall that holds all the the bodies of the morgue and he hides in there and the cops just come in where is he and then i don't know somehow he got out of there he's <laughs> next thing you know we see him walking in the street to paris and it, andy Go that, ahead. that perfectly describes this movie. He hides <laughs> in one of the bins, and the cops walk in and says, "Where is he?" And then just, walks out the room. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Claude and his henchmen uh, capture Andy and pressure him to join their society, but Andy must kill Chris to prove his loyalty. Seraphine again saves him and return home to find her basement ransacked and her stepfather, the confined werewolf, dead. 
All right. Oh, I, the very, very beginning of this film, we see some, uh, I don't know, it was a scientist or whatever. He's like running through the streets of Paris and he doesn't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. And then we hear some growls and then something comes out of this little sewer grade, grabs him and pulls him under. And then that's the last we see of him. He was the guy that was laying there strapped to the bed with no legs. Mm. So that was that was her stepfather. But yeah, Claude and those guys, they captured Andy. Uh, and then they kind of were just, um, no, not capture Andrew. They, they captured Chris and they had him tied up, uh, down in this basement or wherever. And they, they, Claude had Andy and them. They were like, look, man, he goes, well, you need to join us or, or we're going to kill you. And the only way you can join us is you kill your friends. So they handed him this big knife sword or, or whatever it was. And he wasn't going to do it. He ended up fighting those guys and then kind of runs out of the room and then uh, Seraphine shows up uh, to save the day and and helps them and then that's when they go back to the house and they find that uh, her dad's dead well he just dies um, he's not werewolf he's still strapped up to the bed but he, he just kind of dies and they just let him die so <coughs> excuse me uh, her stepfather prepared a drug Oh, she he starts telling her and about this, and he says her stepfather prepared a drug to control werewolf transformations, but it it had an opposite effect. It was like a forced transformation. As a result of testing it on Seraphine, she killed her mother and savaged uh, her stepfather. Claude stole the drugs, and during the okay, um, earlier when they were, I don't know, I think it was Chris was trying to get out of there. They opened this closet, and it was full of all this. Uh, ser- Look, look, typing stuff in these little tubes, but we didn't know what it was at that time. And then she, this is when she explained to Andy uh, what they were trying to do there. But there was no explanation on who these dudes were and how they became werewolves and why they were, they were just trying to kill people to, to eat people to survive and do, do instead of running around the streets, killing people, they get everyone, Hey, come party with us. And then they lock them in this room and, and kill them. So, but with this serum, um, there was only one full moon one time. And all the other times is uh, when they needed this serum to make to make themselves turn into werewolves. So I was like, okay, so that's what we're doing. Some secret society of werewolves uh, and everything. So. She's uh, telling him, okay, so this she told her whole story and what happened to her and her father, and that that's why she tried to kill herself because it happened that night that she um she I guess killed her mom and everything. So they're like, all right, so there's no they don't have any of the drugs. I think there was like maybe one that left there. No, there was two that they found left. So um they find uh, another flyer. Uh, it's a Fourth of July flyer that Claude and those guys are throwing another big party and on the bottom. Have, it said Americans only. They celebrate Fourth of July in Paris. Well, they know Americans love Fourth of July, and I assume it was the Fourth of July. So, so here we're gonna throw this big a party, Americans only, because everyone's uh, down there partying with their um their American flags and hooting and hollering and everything. Sounds sketchy. I love their whole DJ setup. It was just a stereo with some <laughs> wires hooked into some big speakers. It wasn't even a DJ or anything. So they go there and uh, 
they get all these Americans in there. Everybody's partying. Um, Andy rushes in there and they're trying, he's trying to tell everyone, look, man, there's, you guys got to get out of here. You're about to die. No one's listening. Everyone's throwing stuff at him. Then the, the police show up, they grab Andy and try to arrest him. But, uh, as when the police go in, the dude that's running the door, he pushes this big, uh, tractor grater thing up against the door so it can't be opened. So when the cops grab Andy and they try to get him out of there, they can't. And then uh, then Claude and the gang come out in these these uh, black robes or whatever, trying to do some sacrifice, and they all end up stabbing themselves with that werewolf serum, and then they all transform into werewolves, and then ah, just start going on a killing spree and killing everyone. But um, <clears throat> um, the dude that's uh, holding, sitting in the tractor outside against the door, he starts seeing uh, dust or whatever come up, and then he looks up, and part of the the stat of the the tower, I don't know, one of the gargoyles or something falls off, and ah, smashes him and kills him, and then Seraphine jumps into the driver's seat. Instead of going backwards, she goes forward and crashes down the door, drives pretty much all the way in. Uh, makes enough room for everyone that's still alive that's not dead to ah everyone goes pouring out into the streets uh all the police are showing up werewolves are running around killing people um andy he's running he's trying to fight uh claude and um he ended up stabbing himself right to become a werewolf yeah all right. Andy and Seraphine learned the Fourth of July party. Claude's plan to infiltrate, and they help people escape by fleeing. Seeing the police after entering, Claude and his men infect themselves with the drug and slaughter almost all the guests. Almost all hella people got out. Who wrote this? Uh, Andy and Seraphine flee after killing a werewolf and settling, settling, set, setting Brad's spirit free. All right. I didn't get that. Well, remember what? Um, that one guy said in the first one, he said he's going to remain walking the earth until um, Jack, or I think that was his name. No, Jack was the guy. Jack told. Yeah, but they were, con- they were connected, though. But he, oh, he didn't. He shouldn't have been there. Exactly. Because, if, 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 because that werewolf killed Jack. I don't, I don't know. The <laughs> time cop. Um, but. So in this one, the only way for your spirit to be free is if the werewolf that that killed you dies. So you, they, they ended up killing, I don't know, one of Claude's guys. Yeah. And then we see Andy and he's like, hey, man, I'm free, bro. All right, man, I love you. Peace out. And then he kind of just disappears. I was like, huh. That's what I was, that's what the, what I was waiting for. Because when I seen that, I was like, but wait. <laughs> Why was he there in the first place? I, I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> he shouldn't have even been there, or or not uh, telling Jack. I, I don't know. Even uh, earlier, <laughs> earlier in the morgue, because he didn't kill that detective. Mm-mm. The other wolf did, but he still sees him wake up in his uh, in the little bin. How come he wasn't around? You should have been following Andy because he Andy killed him. Everybody else was following him around. I guess. <laughs> uh, Seraphine takes a drug to fight another werewolf when they become separated. Andy encounters them, and not knowing who who is who, 
accidentally shoots her, leaving her on the ground. Oh, he to, shoots, uh, to be her. Found he by shoots the her a lot. Yeah, so he's got a gun that he picked up off the ground from one of the cops that got killed. Um, she runs and she transforms into a, a werewolf, and she's fighting another werewolf. So Andy comes running around the corner. He doesn't know. Uh, one of the werewolves gets bit and he falls. So he just starts shooting the one that's still alive. And then it gets shot and then goes around the corner. He looks over at the, the wolf that was chewed up. And it just transforms into one of Claude's guys. And then he goes around the corner and we see uh, Amy. Or is it Amy? No, uh, Seraphine. We see her laying there and she's like ah oh, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna make it and he goes you just just end it for me kill me and he's like no i, I can't do it i can't do it she goes you must you gotta kill me and and excuse me and eat my heart and he's like i can't do that i can't do that <laughs> i don't know i guess trying to help her help her save him but i'm thinking yeah and then he says doesn't he say something like if i kill you then i'll kill myself and then she was like then we'll both be free I was like, oh. what is happening <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> um, where, where am I? Where am I? Andy encounters them, knowing that not knowing who is who, accidentally shoots her, leaving her and found by the police. A werewolf then attacks him, chasing him down on the underground train track. Oh, I like that part because yeah, when the a, a werewolf uh, attacked him and pushed him, and he fell down this little shaft, and he went ah down this slide and falls onto a, a train track, and then right when he kind of comes to uh, we uh, we hear a train coming. Then we look up that tunnel and we see that that werewolf sliding down the track. And then as soon as he he jumps up and leans against the wall, that werewolf falls on the train track and the train uh, slams into him. And then they uh, they stop the train. I take it that he didn't kill whoever that that werewolf was. I think was that Cla- I think it was Claude. Yeah, because he, uh, he gets in and starts tearing people up, and then the the drug wears off. Yeah. Um. No, no, no. He he's still a wolf. He jumps in, and um. Oh, it does wear out. It wears out. Um. Because then when Andy climbs, and then when he's in a wolf and he starts uh, running, I think he kills like maybe one one of the passengers. Andy gets in, and the um. I think the the serum wore out, and then. Let me see. The train stops due to hitting the werewolf. It gets in the train and attacks the driver and several passengers. The drug wears off, uh, revealing Claude is the werewolf. Claude tries to infect, to inject himself with the last viral vial of, but is interrupted by Andy. In the vial of the drug, Andy is accidentally infected. Okay, yeah. So when he his wears out, Andy gets in and then they they grab it and they're trying to wrestle around. Claude jumps on top of Andy. Andy falls holding the syringe and stabs him and then he transforms into a wolf and this is where you get to see andy transform on camera and it looks trash (laughs) (laughs) after transforming andy kills and eats claude's heart thus ending his own curse and presumably and presumably seraphine's um uh this point is not clarified since earlier in the movie seraphine impaled uh that claude was uh, had stolen her blood and become a werewolf in an alternate okay an alternate ending i didn't know that oh when um when um when claude transformed back into a human he noticed uh 
or Andy noticed that uh, Claude had a scar that looked like an X on his shoulder. And earlier in the film, when uh, when Andy first encounters the werewolves, he has this, um, I think it was like a, a fence post, metal fence post or whatever he had. It was like a spear, and he stabbed one of the werewolves in the shoulder. So he realized that, and that was the one that scratched him and then turned him into a werewolf. So he, that's when he realized that Claude was the one that that was the one that uh, turned him into a werewolf, and it wasn't Seraphine. So that's when he chewed him up and ate his heart, and he's he's dead. And then everything was all good. And then the next day, uh, everybody's all good. Um, what does it say here? Uh, after Andy eats Claude's heart, Seraphine has a vision of her stepfather in the back of the ambulance. Explaining how he found the cure before his death. An ambulance transport, transports her to the hospital. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so they, they I don't know, I guess, um, no, the cops showed up. So they they got Seraphine out of there. And she was pretty much, she thought she was going to die. So they took her to the hospital. But Andy saved her because Claude, I guess, used her blood to become her werewolf. And then he started his whole crew uh, of werewolves. So, like guess that's what happened so everything's they're fine everything's good the evil is punished uh, the curse is broken all the werewolves are dead i guess we never got another one and then we see seraphine and andy and um chris they're uh getting chris and they're getting we see seraphine and andy they're dressed up they're about to get married um, and but then next thing you know they're they're gonna bungee jump because they wanted to do what they did when they first met or some shit, and they found out, and the camera kind of pulls back, and they're in the Statue of Liberty. So, um, Chris kind of rolls up, and they go, well, where's the ring? Where's the ring? So he's fumbling it around, and he drops it, and it starts to roll, and it rolls off the edge, so Andy and Seraphine go diving after it. Um, I think one of them's uh, cable wasn't tied up, but they're holding on to each other, and they, they go flying down. They grab the ring. Chris or Andy grabs the ring as they're still falling, puts it on Seraphine's finger, and they kiss or hug or whatever, and then they bungee, and then that's your that's your movie. Okay, I got <laughs> lost for a second. Who's the original werewolf? Uh, what's her name? Seraphine was the original. So one. she's still a werewolf then. But. Supposedly, let me see. It says because S says after Andy kills and eats Claude's heart, thus ending his own curse and presumably Seraphine's. But then in parentheses, at parentheses, this point is not clarified since earlier in the movie, Seraphine impaled. Uh, wait, Seraphine impaled that implied that Claude had stolen her blood to become a werewolf in an alternate ending. Hmm. So I don't... This is don't, this is time cop all over again. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, know the rules and how If this works. was something that, I don't know, something that they didn't show or whatever. But yeah, I mean... Because to me, it seems like she was infected by somebody else that we didn't even get introduced to. I don't know. Was her uncle a werewolf? No, he he turned into one because of she. 
she bit his legs off. Yeah. So she was infected by somebody else, and it wasn't Claude because he was stealing her blood and the serum. Well, I don't know. I mean, damn like, it, American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I guess in an alternate ending, that's what they tried to do, but it didn't work. Maybe that's the reason why they cut it out. So let's say, let's just say, presuming Claude was was the main werewolf. So. That's just that's my guess, uh, boys and girls. Claude was the main werewolf. He was the reason that all this was happening. And since Andy killed him and ate his heart, uh, evil was punished, and both of their curses were lifted. But I I don't know. I mean I didn't. If you guys ever meet John Landis, ask him what the fuck were you thinking. <laughs> or if you ever meet uh he's just gonna pull out his wallet and tell you that's what he was thinking. <laughs> if he hands me a hundred dollars here. Uh thanks. <laughs> and I'll forget all about it. Ask Tim Burns, Tom Stern, or Anthony Waller. Who was the head vampire or who was the head werewolf? I don't know, man, but this movie was garbage. Yeah, we almost talked about it for an hour, but man, it's this movie is crap. <coughs> if you have Peacock and you have any interest to in seeing it, don't watch it. It's stupid. It doesn't make no sense. It's dumb. The CGI is terrible. The soundtrack was cool, but um, I mean, no, no disrespect to anybody that acted or the guys that help film it and make it and everything. Talk to the writers and, and yeah. everybody it and was- ask them. 100% it was the effects and the story. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was happening here, man. It was just looks like Disney put this out. The Buena Vista Pictures. There that's Disney, isn't it? Yeah. They own yeah. it. Yeah, Disney owns everything. They're going to own the world like that um telephone company and uh Murder by Phone. <laughs> if you guys haven't heard that yet. <laughs> Oh man, this movie. Yeah, an American werewolf in Paris. Um, Alternate just, endings. The closing scene shows Andy and Chris visiting Seraphine at the hospital where she has given birth to a child whose eyes shift to look like the werewolves. Other versions of the alternate <sighs> ending features Inspector LeDuc. Le in Chris in Chris's place at the hospital. All right. <laughs> so she had a, an alternate ending. She had a little werewolf baby. From who? Well, I get. I guess Andy. Andy crushed it after he was infected. So. Yeah, he did. I don't know because she jumped on top of him. But wait, uh, but did, she, she still had her pants on though. <laughs> did they get interrupted by her her ghost mom? But she she had her pants on still. She just took her shirt off. She was trying to just get him excited. Here, this will help you get excited. And she jumped on top of him while she, while he was still under the blankets. And she she just um took his hands and put it over her boobs. And I don't know. You're gonna have to get, get Maury to come out of retirement <laughs> for this one. Uh, I don't know, everyone. This movie is bad. If you have Peacock. And you have any interest, or if you've seen it and don't ever want to watch it again, I'll never watch this again. I am a completist, and this is not in my library, and I'm I won't. looking for it right now. 
I won't buy this movie. We gave this movie enough. Will we ever talk about it again here on the East Society? Probably not, unless we're talking shit about it. But an American werewolf in Paris. The budget again was twenty-five million, and it only boxed office twenty-six point six million dollars. So it only made one million point six million dollars <laughs> over their budget, and um. I don't think any of these actors were big were big ballers at the time. <laughs> but I I need to see something uh, really quick. Let me go back. What um twenty seven dollars for the Blu-ray. There's what there is a Blu-ray? Yeah. Hell on no. Amazon. <laughs> Twenty bucks on eBay. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good, boys and girls. I don't I don't need it. What the hell, man? I want to see his... See, I don't like the way the IMDb stuff is. No, it's all... It's all crazy. Let me see. That's American Wolf in London. That's the classic if you want to watch that one. That's definitely worth it. Multiple, multiple views of that and pick up every physical media there is for it. Yeah, I have like five different copies of it. I have it on VHS, DVD, and the few times it came out on Blu-ray. <laughs> okay, he. When did he start his acting career? The first time I saw Tom Everett Scott was in uh, that thing you do in '96. He did some Grace Under Fire, One Dog Day, whatever that is, and then oh, the next year was. American Wolf in Paris. He's still at the beginning of his career, and you do what you got to do. <laughs> but, oh, man. This movie. Yeah, I don't know who the big baller was that got paid in this movie. Because I don't think it was John, John Landis. Yeah, he he took <laughs> he took all of that. Oh, man. Yeah, this movie. Hmm. I think the only biggest one that made it out of this movie is Julie Bowen. Uh, Once she hit Modern Family, she got all that money and uh, all the syndication money. What's uh, Matt doing? Is he still out there making movies? Uh, Last thing he did was... Delphi. What has she done? Last thing he did was 2010, I think, because he's only got 27... uh, Film credits, but ah, American Werewolf in Paris, everyone. Uh, that's Julie it. Delphi's been acting still, and anything, she's a filmmaker. Anything? Well, she probably makes more money doing that. And again, she did this. She had to pay the rent. But if you want to see this, you have Peacock. It's on there. Or if you want to deal with the the ads, it's also on Crackle and Freebie. Crackle's the worst. Is it worse than Plex or whatever the hell I watched? <laughs> no. Plex? Not Plex. I don't know. Whatever I watched. Um, don't answer don't, the phone. Don't answer the phone. I can't that was remember what. Plex. Was that? Oh, my God. They were killing us. Uh, it's a crackle and Plex are kind of, they're up there. They're kind of neck and neck. You're still a braver man than me with that Blu-ray. <laughs> um, but there, everyone, that's it. American Wolf in Paris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, come back tomorrow for more. 
Uh, hopefully it'll be a better movie than this one. And yeah, party on. <laughs>